Well, good evening, everyone. I uh, hope everyone is uh, having a good evening. Uh, this evening, uh, our uh, services were missing a few this evening. Let's remember uh, Brother Wayne and Sister Shirley as they continue to recover, and Jean and Joe. Let's remember Sister Tammy and her family, uh, as well as uh, Karen and Dennis. I think we had had some of the family going on today, so remember them and their travels. Um, Brother Patrick is out traveling, so let's remember him as he travels. Uh, my wife has not been feeling well, so remember her. Um, feeling a little bit better this evening, uh, but uh, still, uh, I'm still kind of draggy this evening. But so remember all of these. Um, let's continue to remember all of our prayer requests that we may mention this morning, and. Uh, <clears throat> There's no other prayer requests, and we'll go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much this evening for opportunity to come and, and to study your word. Lord, we ask that you would open our hearts and our minds to do your work, and that you would uh, remove those things which are uh, considered unrighteousness, Lord, from our lives. We ask that you would, uh, again, open our understanding of our mind and our hearts, that we might discern what it is, the word that you would have us to hear, that we might apply it to our lives to uh, improve our service before you. Lord God, we ask that you be with our brothers and sisters that are needed healing. Lord, especially uh, Sister Paula Dovers. Uh, continue to remember Sister Judy as she recovers. And remember Addie. Um, God, we also ask that you would remember our church, that we would continue to, to grow spiritually. Lord, we ask that you would uh, give us the mindset, Lord, as we go into this week, that you would uh, go before us and prepare the way, Lord, that we would look to you for our counsel and understanding. We ask again forgiveness for we fall short of you in these things. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, this evening we're going to resume our study in Ephesians chapter 3. Um, look forward to the opportunity to do this. We had uh, visitors last Sunday, all day services, and uh, glad the Champagnes came to visit us. So. We're getting back into our normal studies this evening, um, if you will. We're looking over again at Ephesians chapter 3, starting there in verse 1. It says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard the stewardship of God's grace which is given to me uh, for you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mysteries, as I wrote before in brief, by referring to this when you read... You can understand my insight into the mysteries of Christ, which in other generations <clears throat> was not made known to the sons of men as it is to now be had been revealed to his holy apostles and the prophets in the spirit. To be specific that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, of which I have made a minister according to the gifts of grace which was given to me according to the workings of his power. To me, the very least of the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ, and to bring to light that which was administration of the mysteries of which of the age have been hidden in God and who created all things. So that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose of which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, and whom we have boldness and confidence access through the faith in him. Therefore I ask you not to lose heart 
at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason I bow the, uh, my knee before the Father, and from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he should, it would grant to you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the power through his whole spirit and the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be fulfilled up with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So, here again we have Paul in his letter to the church at Ephesus here. Um, this talks a little bit here at the beginning about being steward of God's grace. And he also talks about that the mystery was made known to me. It was made known to me, the mystery, as I wrote it before in brief. So he says, by referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mysteries of Christ. So Paul was talking about he was, he was granted to be steward of, of the Lord's grace. Why? To, to preach to the brethren there at Ephesus and, of course, to those across Asia Minor and those that he come into contact with in his journeys. The Lord entrusted him with this such thing. Particularly, how was he? Particularly, particularly, here we see that this Particularly here we see that uh, he mentions this stewardship and also of the revelation of the mystery. What is the mystery that he was entrusted with? It was talking about Christ, what Christ meant. Of course, we know the prophets of old had prophesied about Christ. And of course, there was uh, foreshadowing of that in the Old Testament teachings. Of course, even Christ himself talked about that. We're going to look at this evening at a few places where... Uh, this mystery is talked about. Of course, Paul, pretty consistent in his writings to the churches. Um, look at Colossians chapter 1. In Colossians chapter 1, in verse 24, it says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I do... Uh, do my share on the behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Of this church, I was made a minister according to the stewardship for God, from God bestowed on me for your benefit, so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God. <clears throat> that is the mystery of which by, was hidden from ages past and generations, but has now been made manifest to his saints, to whom God will to make known what is the riches of his glory, of his mysteries among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. When he proclaimed him, admonishing every man, teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, 
and which mildly works within me. So again, here he writes a letter to the, he's writing in this letter to the church at Colossia, Colossia, excuse me, about the mysteries. I'll put you down now. You want that? Okay. Sorry, y'all. I have a an urchin today attached to me. So he mentions here this very thing, this mystery of gospel. I had some good discussion with some brethren several years ago about the mystery. Uh, you ever get a chance? Ask Brother Stan uh, Allen about that. He's he's got some he's got some good stuff on that. <clears throat> so he says here in these verses. He says, now I rejoice in the suffering for your sake, and in the flesh I do share on behalf of his body, who's the church. Why? What's the suffering? He's, he's suffering these things because of whom he serves. He serves Christ, and just like Christ suffered for these things, so does Paul suffer here. He says, he says I'm made a minister according to this. As a steward of God, as from God. He says, this was for your benefit. This was for you. Not, not just for my own benefit, but for you. He says that I might be able to do what I was tasked to do, which is preach the, preach the word of God. He says, the mystery was hidden in ages past. What mystery? He's talking about Christ again. We mentioned over, over in Ephesus, or excuse me, Ephesians chapter 3. So, he says it was hidden, but now it's been given, it's been made known to the saints. Why? Because Jesus has revealed himself to, to the Gentiles and, of course, to the Jews to fulfill what, what had been talked about in, in ages past, of course. And he says, why is it a mystery? Some of those Jewish brethren, they didn't, they didn't see this. For the, for the bulk of it, they didn't. But it was Paul's commission responsibility to do that, just as it is ours. So, Paul's statement doesn't change from the from the original uh, from any of these texts. He he says pretty much the same thing here in Colossians and there in Ephesians. His commission was to whom? He was sent to the Gentiles. He wasn't sent to he wasn't sent to preach to the fish. He was sent to preach to the Gentiles. Where did he go first, though? When he entered a town, we've talked about this. He entered the, the synagogue to preach first to the Jews. And then he would go on. If the Jews didn't want to hear it, he'd go on. He'd go to the Gentiles. But the, 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 the content here that's in each one of these epistles is that it doesn't matter. God didn't have a distinction between the Jews and the Greeks. The Jews were just his first, his, his, the, first the ones to whom it was first promised. I can't speak this evening, so... And then, of course, the Gentiles, his desire was to be grafted in. 
Have a seat, young lady. So, his duties was here to proclaim the, again the gospel of, of, of Christ. He goes on there. He says, To whom God willed to make known what the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Who's you? It's to the church. Put it down and have a seat. So, again, he does something here that he's done in each one of the epistles as he talks to the brethren about the opportunity, the suffering, the things that he's encountered. He says, We proclaim him admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. Hmm. So admonishing and teaching. What what's the what's the importance of that? If we don't encourage and teach, then what are we doing? We're we're misusing our, our opportunity. Paul here was was talking. He was entrusted with, of course, starting these works wherever he traveled to, and of course, teaching and preaching to them so that they might understand as the Spirit had directed him by faith. So he says here, he says, For this purpose also I labor still according to his power, which mildly works in me. He says, I'm doing this because it's it's according to, to whose power? To the Lord's. He says that's what, what causes him to do a mighty work. So let's look at Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 10. This is Jesus talking here. It says, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parable? Jesus answered them and said to you, It has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has to him, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance, and whoever does not have, even to him he has shall be taken away from him. So again, we know that Jesus was teaching here, and uh, this was at the end of a parable, and it was an explanation. This was the parable of the sower that he was explaining to the disciples and the crowd that had gathered around him. He says, he says it had been granted to them to know the mysteries. What mysteries? Of the kingdom of heaven. Of Of Christ. He was teaching them there that what was important. But to them it was not. No. No. You're distracting. Stop. 
He says, but to them it has not been granted. Who's he talking about? Who's them? The ones that wouldn't receive it. But the ones that receive it have been granted the mysteries of the kingdom of, of heaven. He says, goes on verse 13, says, Therefore I speak to them in parables, because while seeing they do not see, and while hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah has been, uh, is being fulfilled, saying, You will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of the people has become dull. With their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they would see that their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and return, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. So, Jesus' words were pretty interesting here, and the fact that he was explaining this particular parable of a sower, where it fell on the good soil and the bad soil, of course the rocks, the thorns and thistles choked him out. But it really boiled down have a seat. Okay. It boiled down to what? Their heart. Their desire to listen. Their desire to learn. They had faith. It was their faith that made them receive what was being taught. So how are we how are we in this mystery of that was revealed to to us? How are we receiving it? How are we healing for it? The Jews here had an opportunity, but yet they turned it away, mostly en masse. There were a few that believed. And they were the chosen people of God to start with. And here you have some of these Gentiles that come in and they're like, oh yeah, I want this. Jesus' teaching here was that they don't understand, they don't hear, they don't see. Why? Because they didn't have the heart and the desire for it, did they? But it's still available there. Romans 11. What are you talking about, Brother Tyler? We'll look at it. Romans chapter 11, verse 25. He says, For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel under the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so Israel will be Save just as it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion and he will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of their fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irro irro excuse me, irrevocable. For just as you were once disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, you also may sh uh, now be shown mercy. For God has shut up the, uh, all in disobedience, 
so that he may show mercy to all. Oh, the depths and the riches both of the wisdom of knowledge of God and how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of, of the Lord or who have become his counselor? Or what has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? For from him and through him and to him are all things and to him be the glory forever. Amen. So he mentions there Something very interesting. He says, from a standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But from a standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gift and the calling of God are irrevocable. What is he talking about? God did not change his mind. It's still extended to them, given the opportunity that they open their heart and their mind to Christ. He's not going to go back and say, I've opened this up for you guys to have an opportunity, but I'm, but you don't have access to it. But you do. What does the scripture say? I don't think he's, there's two, there's two different gospels here. It says there's an opportunity But what do they have to choose? They have to choose obedience, don't they? They have to choose faith. They have to choose to accept Christ and to follow after him and the order arrangement that Christ, that God set in motion for Christ to, to fulfill, right? So, See that they have the same benefit coming to the knowledge of Christ. They had access to the teachings and the prophecies, Jesus being proclaimed. So, why not? The point here that Paul was trying to make was that you have an opportunity, you, you folks have an opportunity to serve the Lord because you see Christ as he is the begotten son of God and he has given us an opportunity to serve him that was his encouragement over there to the church at Ephesus stay here Romans chapter 16 Romans chapter 16 Conclusion of the letter to the church at Rome, verses 24 through 27. He says, uh, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him whom it is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which has been kept secret from long ages past. Again, same text sounding there, doesn't it? But now is manifested and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the eternal God, has now been made known all the nation, to all the nations, leading to obedience of faith. To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Last few words there in the ending of his passage there. His teaching to the churches at Rome. 
He says it's been established according to, he says, my gospel and preaching of Jesus Christ. He says the revelation of the mystery. It wasn't really a mystery, but yet it was. You see writings of it in Isaiah. You see writings of it over there. And earlier in the Old Testament, you see it in the account of Daniel. Sit. You see it all in those teachings and the and the prophecies that these Jewish brethren were out of excuse. Some of them knew the Messiah was coming. You see that example over in John. You see it over in um, the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. You see it in those. Where they talk about, surely this is the Messiah. Or we've talked about a Messiah that's coming. What is it that leader there in the temple said when Mary and Joseph came to bring? Stop. Came to bring Jesus there. He said he knew the Messiah was coming. Basically, that was before he died. Of course, the woman there as well. I can't remember her name. I won't turn over there because we just don't have enough time to look at it. But I'd encourage you to look at the gospel and see the account there. But they were blessed to see the Messiah, and they knew they knew what was what what was going on there. So Paul's teaching there about the mystery. was the revealing of, of Christ. Back over in Galatians or Ephesians chapter 3. He goes on there towards the end of the passage that we were reading and he says, uh, so that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known unto, uh, through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This is in accordance with the eternal purpose of which he carried out in Christ Jesus and to whom we have boldness and confidence access through the faith in him. Therefore, I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulation on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. So what was it Paul said? Paul was talking here about this, was, this mystery was revealed for, for their encouragement, for their strengthening. He says that This, he says, this purpose in accordance with eternal uh, purpose, which he carried out in Christ Jesus the Lord. He says, we have confidence, we have boldness, access through faith in him. Why? Because they believe that Jesus was the son of God and that this was who, through whom they had access to God. He says, even though I'm going through some hardships and some difficulties, he said, you know, through imprisonment and everything that he went through, he said, don't lose heart. 
He said, this is for your glory. This is for your opportunity to glorify the Lord. He says, of course, he says, from whom every family in heaven on earth derive its name. He's talking about the church there. He says that you, that he would grant to you through the revealing of these, this mystery and the preaching that Paul had purposed to them, that it would give them strength and power through the Holy Spirit, which guides and counsels us as the Lord's assembly. So that we might, what? He says there in verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend all the saints what is the breadth, length, and height, and depth and to know the love of Christ Jesus surpasses knowledge and that you may be fulfilled with all the fullness of God. Hmm. This was for their encouragement. That's why Paul was writing to them and teaching them was because he wanted them to be strengthened in Christ and overcome. It's good stuff over here in, in Ephesians. And you see here that it's not just in this account here in Ephesians, but also in Romans and, and some of these other epistles, Colossians. He writes the same thing. So let us not forget what opportunity we have in serving the Lord. That's why we look at these things. And I appreciate your kind attention this, this evening and appreciate your bearing with me this evening. Again, remember those of our number that are sick and ailing and uh, those of you that are joining with us this evening, I'm glad to have a few folks joining us. So if not, we'll, nothing else, we'll close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day, and we thank you for your many blessings. Lord, we pray that you would open our hearts and minds continually to study your word and to have a desire to do such. We ask that you would strengthen us and guide us, Lord, and even in the difficulties of, of our service to you, Lord, in the present life. Lord, we ask that you would help us to continue to Seek your wisdom above all else. We ask that you would uh, help us to be what it is that you would have us to in our daily lives, Lord, and in our, out in our uh, workplaces, Lord. We ask that you go before us and prepare the way that we might uh, show others the mysteries of your Son. We ask all these things in Christ's name we pray. Forgive us for we fall short of each day. Amen. Thanks for joining us this evening. And, of course, we missed everybody that wasn't able to be here this evening. Glad to see Tony and Shirley on with us this evening. We had a couple others watching, so uh, y'all have a good evening and be safe this week. Lord bless. <laughs>